the soft chinks of the chains of the thurubles and the curling billows of incense smoke fade to give way to the solemn stride of the priests, journeying from the door of the church through the different classes of the faithful, the poor probably on straw mats on the floor, the rich on the benches they paid rent for, onto the altar. In brief lulls between verses of the hymns, sometimes you can even hear the stiff rustle of silk and the sharp clicks of leather soles on the loud ornate tiles and cold silent gravestones that make up the flooring of the church. Welcome to the Altar of Time, a history of India's Christian art. My name is Anirudh Kanasati. Today, we're talking about two chasubles from the collection of the Museum of Christian Art in Old Goa. They're quite remarkable because they're decorated with pineapples, revealing a fascinating history of globalization that ties Goa to distant Hyderabad and even to South America. The chasuble is the most visible and noticeable vestment of Christian priests. This poncho-like garment, consisting of cloth with a hole in the center for the wearer's head, has a history far transcending the moment that we've just witnessed. The garment itself represents a tradition stretching to West Asia and Europe in the times of the Roman Empire, extending all the way to the modern-day Catholic Church in Goa. The chasuble was originally a sort of wide cape or poncho worn as protection from the cold, and derives its name from Casa or Little House. By the 4th century CE, it had replaced the toga as the preferred garment for elite Romans, who seemed to have preferred it for its mobility. It was usually worn over a sleeved tunic. Art historical materials from around this time, including frescoes and mosaics, show that it was soon adapted for use in Christian worship. The first literary mention, however, comes from a letter from Saint Germain of Paris in the 6th century claiming that the garment was descended from those of the Jewish priests as laid down in the laws of Moses. Saint Germain also tells us that the reason that the chasuble has no sleeves was since the priest's duty is to bless and not to work. By the 9th century CE, liturgical garments diversified to clearly denote rank. With the chasuble, with its variations in form, ornamentation and rubrics used for the main celebrant of the mass. The chasubles we're discussing in today's episode were made hundreds of years after these events, by which time they had become the premier vestment worn by the Christian priest. The objects in the Museum of Christian Arts collection are made of white silk embroidered with coloured silk and gold thread. Both are elegantly decorated with symmetrical motifs of flowers and vines in green, gold and red. The symmetrical use of these natural motifs is commonplace in Indian art, 
sarees produced to this day use very similar patterns. You can click on the link in the description to see these chasubles for yourself on our website. Perhaps the most striking element of these chasubles is the motif at the center, a pineapple. That's a somewhat surprising object to see depicted on a sacred vestment, but not that surprising once we think of it in the context of the history of the Indian Ocean. Pineapples were one among many fruits and vegetables, including chilies, potatoes, and tomatoes, that Europeans brought to India from the Americas after their violent conquest in the 16th century. Coming from tens of thousands of kilometers away, pineapples were the ultimate luxury food in the early modern world. Eating them was a sign of wealth, and their rarity made them symbols of life and health. To this day, the tombs of the sultans of Golconda in modern-day Hyderabad are decorated with pineapple motifs. So are the tombs of the Paigas, an aristocratic family that dominated the affairs of Hyderabad from the 18th to the 20th century. Pineapple motifs also popped up in trade textiles produced in Tamil Nadu for Indonesian customers from the 17th century onwards. These chasubles also represent a moment in the history of Christian liturgical vestments and textile history. Chasubles of the nature seen in the museum's collection, dating to the 18th and 19th centuries, are significantly shorter and less elaborate in volume and drapery compared to the original Roman mantle. They are also more rich, ornamented, and opulent compared to those used by the clergy today. On an altar, the chasubles are believed to remind the worshipper of the majesty and splendor of the Creator, and the honor and reverence due to him and his ministers, clothed in his garments of divinity and royalty. But what do these chasubles mean in the context of the museum? Looking at them up close, we can appreciate them as objects of craftsmanship as well as objects of devotion. Each chasuble is a culmination of hours of individual stitches put in place by dexterous fingers. Whom did they belong to? It is possible that these complete garments were imported from Europe, though given the strong influences of Mughal and Chintz-esque motifs on the chasubles, they are much more likely to have been locally produced. Were they ordered from local craftspeople from the neighboring sultanates? Or were they commissioned and produced by nuns, maybe even within the convent of Santa Monica in Old Goa where the museum is housed today? Each stitch on a garment like this becomes a marker of time. Hours, days, months spent on a garment, while so much changed in the world around it. It's amazing to think of the historical circumstances over hundreds of years that led to these marvelous textiles ending up in the Museum of Christian Art. Certainly, they're symbols of Christian priesthood and of the glory of God, but they only became such symbols as a result of a totally unrelated fashion fad in the pre-Christian Roman Empire, gradually acquiring form and meaning in a new Christian world. After arriving in Goa, Participating in Goa's own interpretation of Catholicism, they were decorated using Indian design schemes with symbols that had most meaning in an Indian Ocean frame of reference. Like every object in the altar of time, there is much more to them that meets the eye.